Yo, yo, okay, before this episode starts, I just want to say two things that I've been saying frequently, and I hate that I have to say it. The first one, uh, the audio, again, for some reason, has gone out of sync. Now, I sent a support request or whatever to Anchor, asking about this, because this is like the third freaking time that our audio's got of sync and stuff. And I guess it's a connection issue. So one of us has the doo-doo connection. And I don't know. I think, I don't know. We got to fix that. But yeah, so at certain times, it'll sound like I am like talking over Deontay. Or Deontay's talking over me. But in reality, it's because the audio is out of sync. So I think I'm like a little bit ahead. So you can even hear that sometimes because I'll go like, I'll like, oh, what what is the name of this? Oh, yeah, it's that. And then you hear Deontay say, it's that like way later. Which will, you know, be like, oh, I guess it is out of sync. So, yeah, I'm not lying about that. So, I'm thinking that. I know you're thinking that. Now, the second thing. Remember that this is not a podcast where we're trying to offend anyone. So, whatever we say in that podcast, do not get offended. Do not send these emails or whatever. How many years later? Like, oh, you don't know how I feel. No, don't do it. You know what we meant. We didn't mean any harm. We are talking about specific things that are, in our opinion, how we solved what we are talking about for us. We're not saying this is the catch-all. Okay, now that that's over, the podcast now begins. Gosh, what is what it takes you so long to join every time? Every well, this time, time, this time when I was like clicking the link that she sent me, it um it kept taking me to the app, but it never like showed up your podcast or anything. So I had to like keep going, coming out of the app and going back in, coming out and going back in. It was very oh. annoying. Oh, full pause, full pause. Yeah, it's, it's cool, my friend. So you know, it's been a while. It's been a long while since we recorded our podcast. It really has it been. It's pretty good. It's crazy. Um, I was just thinking about it um just a few moments ago that out of all of your guests. I believe I'm the like longest running recurring one because <laughs> I've been on like a handful you of episodes. Uh, now you've been, yeah, you definitely are. Actually, you actually are the long. I think you're the longest recurring guest. Wow, hey, I feel honored. You should be, should be, because also you are the guest who allowed us to have our first voice message. Come listen to this. Hey Jabari, I just want to say I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, I've been listening to it for about three weeks now. Uh, I discovered it through your YouTube channel. I really hope you could upload again, but I don't think you're really interested in doing that again. So yeah, great podcast, great wisdom. Keep up the great work. Okay, so I edited it, so you're not going to hear anything. <laughs> but in the next in the episode when it's uploaded. You're going to hear something. What is it? it uh, so basically, uh, some guy was like, uh, uh, hey, Jabari, I've been listening to you for about three weeks now. And I really like your your episodes, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it was a pretty cool message. Oh, that's cool. I, it doesn't sound like I was mentioned at all, but yeah, it's still pretty cool nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, if he's been listening in the last three uh, weeks, those are the episodes. That yeah, I just want him to... Clearly state my name so I can feel accomplished. <laughs> so if he's listening well, to this he episode, to. 
but you, you're having like 15 different names. So he's like, oh, I, 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 I don't I, know which one to choose. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think his name was Ad- Ademi. Ad- Ademi? Ad- Ademi? I, I forgot what it was. I know it starts with an A. Oh, is that the um, the gentleman that you sent me the screen no, cap well, of? I'm, I'm not sure. There was also someone on Snapchat who sent me a message saying gotcha. they appreciate the episodes. And I'm not sure if this is the same person. And I can't say their name because their name is like in freaking these yeah. symbols or whatever. I think they're like Japanese symbols or something. Yeah, well. And I don't remember what those symbols were. I mean, I probably could have said the name, but I forgot what those symbols look like. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and give a shout out to um, yeah. Adam A or Adam. It, it could honestly just be Adam or Dame. Um, let's give a shout out to the A man um, and the other gentleman. Yeah, A man. <laughs> Another if they're gentleman. the same, double respect. If they're different, that's it. You know, that's even better, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they also each, I think they each kind of hinted, like, you know, about the dancing taco, like, wondering, like, oh, am I kind of done making videos? And it's not that I'm done. I haven't uploaded on my channel in, like, almost six months or so, mm-hmm. probably more. And the reason for that is more that you know, this pandemic happened. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't really... Okay, there's two things. One, the pandemic happened. And I like making videos with other people mm-hmm. most of the time. So I don't like making, like, non-opening type videos yeah. on my own. And the second thing is that the anime openings are just getting annoying to me. Because it's like I kind of grown past that kind of stuff in a way. Like, I only really make it for the subscribers. Right. And the videos take so long to do, and they're just so annoying to do. And I don't even, I don't watch anime anymore, really. Right. I, well, not, when I say really, I mean really, really. Because the last time I watched anime was like in 2017 or something. Yeah, no, because a lot, maybe when I was talking about anime, like some months back when we had Chris on the podcast, um, you gave me shit for watching it. <laughs> so that tells me that you don't watch it anymore. Because I remember back in, um, oh, excuse my cursing, I remember back in high school. I mean that that's you know that's what I associated associated you with you know what I mean because you were hanging out with the likes of David, Chris slash Evan, yep. um, you know Kurt, just different people that you know watched anime or probably still watch anime to this day. And yeah, they, they I think each person you name still watches anime, but it's more like you know the action centered stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch basically only rom com anime. Yeah, that's it. But you know the rom com anime now. It's kind of busted. It's not even. It's not even funny. And then it's you know low key. Some of them look like pedophile crap. They were so being I'm honest. Like, I'm not watching this. Anime is full of. I mean, I love anime. I, I watch it. I love it. I watch it almost every single day. Um, but there are definitely a lot of uh, pedof- pedophile uh, nuances. And, and it's non- weird. I feel like they. It's more now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like maybe because it became part of their like their image. Right, and now it's like you know, it's almost like they're making a parody of their own self mm-hmm. with all this stuff. But it, I don't know; it kind of turns me off to watching it again. Like I don't know if I would go back to watching like new shows anymore. Yeah, like if I were to watch anime again, it would just be watching the old shows that I used to watch. If I'm being just honest, watching like it. right now, a lot of people are like rant, like raving about um, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is like pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie; it's not pretty dope. It's really dope. I only watched like the first couple episodes in the first season. And I stopped because I started watching like Bleach and Inuyasha at the same time. So when I get bored with Bleach, I go watch Inuyasha. When I get bored with Inuyasha, I go watch Bleach. Or sometimes I'll watch like 
two to three episodes of Bleach, then I'll go to watch two to three episodes of Inuyasha, and I'll, I'll switch back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. But like a lot of the like you know modern animes that a lot of people like, they're really dope. But I find that I actually like the older ones a little bit more. Like before, I have a friend of mine who. I'm not going to say primarily loves 90s anime or like, you know, 90s and early 2000s anime. However, that's what he liked, you know, mainly back in the day and probably still to this day, he probably prefers it, which is definitely understandable after like rewatching it. I'm like, I see why, but also like some animes now is like really cool. I just, some are, I feel like they're overdoing it in some instances um, and some of them, at least like some of the the pedophile overtones are kind of weird to watch um yeah, because it's like it's, they're like the antagonist is always like the pedophilic ones or even sometimes like it's like one of the and then even or whatever when it's not like pedophilic it's just so sexual for like no the sexualness like, i'm not gonna lie doing... i don't mind the sexualness only because i don't mind it but like the pedophilic stuff it's like it's a grown man that's like obsessing over a kid and it's not like they have like um this obsessed like obsessive like vengeance or vendetta or rivalry with them it's like when they're fighting them or like going up against one another, it's like they're having full on orgasms because they're seeing like the child, you know, going, you know, powering up and getting stronger. And I'm like, this is, it's weird to watch because it's weird, but I still, you know, like anime nonetheless is, but it's great. So like, you know, kind of like to wrap it up, I see why you kind of like grew away from um, the anime openings on your YouTube channel. And honestly, for, you know, a lot of the, a lot of your subscribers and viewers on the dancing taco, they don't know you personally. So they really wouldn't understand as to like why there's been like a lack of it or why you're not doing that as much. But, you know, if they knew you personally, then they would just realize that you just really don't care for anime as much anymore. Yeah. Cause I still like want to make them, but it's like, I'm making it specifically for those subscribers right. now. Like it's not like it used to be, I'm making them for myself kind of thing. Yeah. And like the extra views was a, um, you know, a cherry on top. Yeah. But now it's just, I'm specifically making them just for these viewers. Yeah. And I don't know. It just kind of puts the mo- motivation down. Yeah, definitely. But I almost forgot to do it. So I'll do it now. Hello, hello. This is your part. So today we're going to be talking about, oh, uh, one, we're, there, there might be two separate podcasts. So I, I'm not sure if I want to say exactly, but I will say right now, there is something I do want to bring up. Yeah. Which is, I had to make a very, very difficult decision today. Like, very difficult. Oh, yeah? Was it something so, to do with your schooling? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. I've been so, thinking about that recently, so that's all. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing that I'm, I'm not sure all the listeners know, but uh, another reason why I haven't done anything is because I have been doing all this application stuff for graduate school, and I was planning on going out of country. So I was looking in the more East Asian area, and I was like more planning in on China. So I ended up my two schools that I applied to was Hong Kong, Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, and Tsinghua University. So obviously the Hong Kong one is in Hong Kong, but Tsinghua is in Beijing. Right. Now Tsinghua, I that was my first pick for multiple reasons, rather it be the location, rather it be like, you know, the immersion of it, rather it be the school, the because that's like the, the best school you can go to in China. That's like, you know, they're, they're MIT or Harvard of China. And so that was my first pick. And then the price, the price is cheap, cheap. Like the price of the two years of graduate school would be the price of one year, one semester, I'm pretty sure, of Americans. That's crazy. I'm like, 
And that's all. When I say one, like one semester, including everything for the Chinese people, like rather that's food and housing, like it's all cheap. Like housing, I think it might be five dollars a day for housing. Oh wow! And like food, you can get like a full meal for like seventy-five cents. So it's like that's like a different level of cheap. But the reason why I say I had to make a uh, tough decision <clears throat> was because I was accepted though to the Hong Kong University. Had a firm offer and everything, but they wanted me to have my uh, to make my decision by December 11th, tomorrow. Hong Kong time, which is tomorrow, but because today. it's in Hong Kong time, that today. But I had to make my decision today, or before today happened in Hong Kong. And when did you uh, realize this deadline, or when did they tell you about it? No, I knew about this deadline like um, I think after Thanksgiving, like around that time. Oh, so, so you I only had, had like a time. few weeks. Yeah, I had like a week or two weeks or so to like make this decision, but I was like, I I don't want to make this decision because I'm really I'm still waiting for Ching Wok, and that's my first pick. But that didn't, that wasn't coming in yet. They because I emailed them yesterday or、mm-hmm. two days ago. What's that noise? I'm sorry. <laughs> What the heck is that? I'm sorry. I was <laughs> washing my fork. I just got finished eating noodles. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Chris. No, <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> I know what you're talking about too. Yeah. <laughs> But、uh, so the Chigwa, which I e- I emailed them two days ago, like because I was freaking out because you know、right. the deadline was coming up, and they're going to give the results out in the middle of January. Ooh. So it turns out like. I, I was waiting like since Thanksgiving, hoping that Chingwa would send something. I should have sent Chingwa an、uh, email earlier, but I, I didn't. I was hope I was just waiting, and then, you know, the time was coming up, so I sent them the email. And turn out they're going to be going、uh, sending their results in January.、Right. So I was like, okay, then I need like I was worried, so I was like, okay, maybe I need to just apply to Hong Kong or accept the Hong Kong offer because you know it's better that I go to at one school than hope. And wait for another school, and then it turns out I don't get into it, and then now I'm screwed because you know I'm not going to any school. Yeah. But the problem was their deposit. So you know how when you go to college, they give you like an initial deposit. So some schools might it might be two hundred dollars for that initial deposit. It might be four hundred dollars, basically to save your spot. Right. Hong Kong, theirs is four thousand, over four thousand dollars for this deposit. Four thousand seven hundred fifty dollars or something like that. That you have so,、pay. yeah, they had to pay for the initial deposit. So, but the thing is, like, if it were like another、uh, American school where it's like four hundred dollars max or something for the deposit, I'd be like, okay, I can pay that deposit, and then if I get into Chinua, it you know, paying four hundred dollars, like, it sucks that that four hundred dollars was wasted, but I can still make change my decision, right? Kind of thing. But the Hong Kong one, if you're paying almost five thousand dollars for a deposit, you're not changing your decision anymore. No, like that's set. You're not going to be like, oh well, it's just five thousand. And you think? I mean, if you're rich, but for me, I'm like, uh、uh-uh. uh. And you couldn't like have that refund if you decided not to go with them. Yeah,、right? you can't make that refund. Nope. Yeah, that's. And then it's、yeah. also that school, Hong Kong, it's it's more like an American school where those prices for the tuition is exp- well, it's the same price as America, so expensive.、Mm-hmm. So I'm like, crap. So I'm like, I like the location of Hong Kong. I like the school. Like the the school is beautiful. And of course, it, you know it's one. It's the best, one of the best universities in Asia, but it's like that price. The price was the thing that kind of turned me off after that, where I was like, 
why I like Tsinghua more because it was actually cheap and it was a great school. But the Hong Kong one, that's like I might as well stay in America almost. Like the only benefit I get from going to Hong Kong is that, yeah, is that I get to be overseas. But it's like I I don't know if spending that much money is worth going overseas. And then now, even though I have that firm offer now, at that point, I would be set on it. Like if I pay that deposit, that's final. So I had to make that uh, that decision. Like, what do I do? Do I risk waiting for Tsinghua? And there's a possibility that they're going to go decline, or do I go for Hong Kong? And in the morning, my decision was okay. I'll just go for Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I couldn't pay for it with my credit card because I don't even have that that big of a limit yeah. to pay four five thousand dollars in one credit card a purchase. So I had to use my mom's, and when I used my mom's, it uh it had one of those little like you know call your credit card or credit card company yeah, because so, you know yeah. you're making some random big purchase on an overseas purchase yeah, they yeah, just yeah. want to make sure it's you and that pulled that came up and that if that didn't come up i wouldn't have made a second thought but since that came up i started thinking and i was like do i really want to go through with this and you know i had to really really think i was like talking to my mom about it everything and I decided I would just do the the big risk, you know, the, the whole Hail Mary thing, which would be just to, to not, well, I just wouldn't accept the Hong Kong one. And I would just hope, pray, believe that the Tsinghua one in January accepts me. Because that was the one, from the start, that was the one that I wanted to get in the most. Right. That's the one, like, I, everything about it, I vibe with everything about it. Right? That's the school's location, the school's, uh, uh, the school itself, mm-hmm. the price, like everything I like. Hong Kong was just like, you know, an, uh, what I looked for afterward, like as a secondary thing. And I would have liked Hong Kong just as much as Tsinghua. But the thing that kept making me like Tsinghua more was that Hong Kong was crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, what's just as expensive as American school. Right. Especially that deposit. Like, that was ridiculous. $4,000 deposit. So, I'm not even going to lie. If I would have seen that, <laughs> I would have said, you know what? I can either buy, I can either pay for this deposit to go to Hong Kong or I can buy me a brand new violin with a brand exactly. new bow. So it's just, just as like, happy. So, that's why it's like, it's so, like, I, I felt like it's the right decision, but it's so it's risky in a way. Like not risky, risky, but you know it is. I mean, risky it is risky. It's like, um, I might not get into Chihuahua. Then I'm like, okay, well, crap. Now I have to wait. Either try all over again, go through this whole process all over again. How many a year later or so, or you know, look for a job and everything, and then risk not being able to go to grad school in general because I'd be so busy and blah 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 blah. So it's. You know, it was a hard decision, but yeah. I, I made it. I hope it goes through well. I hope the next time I talk about this, it's not me <laughs> being like, yeah, I wasn't accepted, actually. And I'm just kind of sitting there awkwardly, like in the podcast, you hear like some tears streaming down. Hopefully it would be me being like, yes. I Do you know how silent it would have to be for us to hear your tears streaming down <laughs> your face? Um, but honestly, it's, it's, well, one, on the behalf of the viewers, and myself, I think I speak for everybody when we say we hope that you definitely get accepted into Tsinghua and you'll know by mid-January. Um, so definitely hoping that that decision that you made is the best one. Um, it's crazy that you mentioned like a 
risk as big as this because recently a friend of mine and I, we've been talking about like risks and sometimes to have that success. What the heck is that noise? I turned on my car because the freaking, it's cold in here. Oh, okay. Um, it's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But, what were you saying? Um, a friend of mine and I, we were talking recently um, because it's like, in order like to the most successful people in life, or at least like, you know, the generally speaking, uh, cause I, I don't want to use that as like a blanket statement, but generally speaking, um, the most successful people in life, they honestly took risks and, you know, big risks, um, in order to like get to the step that they want, you know what I mean? Or to get to the level that they wanted to get to, or get to the next level that they wanted to achieve. Um, and recently we've been talking about our lives. We're very analytical people, this friend more so than myself man myself so every step in life that we've taken primarily him but also me too not accounting my almost a year-long relationship that wasn't planned or calculated but any other like life-changing decision we always went with like the most sure route saying we know how this is going to pan out or generally speaking we know how this is going to pan out so we're going to go with this um, because we know the outcome of this, you know what I mean? And it's a safe outcome and it's a good outcome. Whereas if we made more daring risks or what have you, we would probably be more comfortable with the lives that we're living. I mean, we're still young. We're only 23 years old. You know what I mean? That's still a pretty young age. But if you look at it as far as if we go back five years, five to six years when we actually graduated high school, like five to six years has passed, five years has passed since we graduated high school that's a long time. So like we were super young then and like we're young now. So like we can't keep playing it safe. However, if we want to get to that level of life that we want to live, or at least try to get to that level of life that we want to live. Whereas now we're getting to an age where it's kind of within this decade, we're going to have to make a whole bunch of sure decisions because by the end of this decade, we're going to have probably have children. We're probably going to have, you know, families and like buying houses and whatnot. And it's just crazy to think, you know, life is, life goes by like really fast. And sometimes you really just have to make, you know, the biggest risks and hope for the best. Um, mm-hmm. So it's crazy that you even had to make that risk. That's, that's a huge risk. And if I'm being honest, I, it's a risk I would have told you to make. Like if you would have like asked me for my advice, what would I have done? I would have made it simply because you want to, you want to be like sure that what you're doing is going to plan out, pan out. And if it doesn't, then obviously it's not meant to be, or at least not at this time, you can try again or what have you, or just like have to wait a year. And then who knows what will happen within that year. Um, it's just crazy. I made a big risk recently. I am not working at the moment. I, well, I just, I'm starting a new job on Monday, but I've not been working since literally two days after my birthday, which was August 19th. So I haven't been working since like August 21st. And I ended up moving into my first apartment Within the time that I was not working, I was just, you know, doing DoorDash. And now I have a rent. I have more bills than I had beforehand. And per month, I need approximately $2,400 to make sure that I can pay everything and also put some money away for savings. You know what I mean? And to do that on a no money, like a no income salary or no job salary, that's a huge risk. But I took it only because, like, I wanted to, like, get to the next step. And, you know, I'm a huge music nerd. I want to pursue production and being a musician as a full-time career so i needed an actual studio well not necessarily needed but having an actual studio would have been more beneficial than like just doing everything in my bedroom because i didn't have as much space as i needed like to record or to house all of my like gear and whatnot so that's really why i made this big leap and i said well 
I'm gonna ha- just have to do it and see how it pans out. And I can honestly say, and probably say that I paid my first month's rent with no issues. I paid it on time. Actually, like right. 30 minutes after the rent office opened up, um, I have no idea how I'm going to pay my car payment by Sunday, simply because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make it work, man. But, you know, like I said, I started a new job on Monday. So if I can't pay it by Sunday, then I'll just have to pay it, you know, late and then just work overtime and catch up and still do DoorDash on my off days and whatnot because I'll have like three days off. So um, sometimes in life, like the moral of the story is to kind of like tie together what you were saying and what I'm saying now. Um, what I'm rambling about is sometimes in life you really just have to take risks and just see where mm. it takes you and see how it goes. Because um, I was thinking about it, like how, like the the regret you would get if you didn't take that risk. Like if I mm-hmm. would have went for Hong Kong, and then let's say I got accepted to Chingwa, yeah. but then it turned out I couldn't like go to Chingwa because I paid that five thousand dollar deposit, and then I would like that regret that you would get. Like I feel like I would be constantly thinking, like what if. What if I did like yeah, if I went to Chingwa instead, or what if I w- would have just waited, or yeah. what if? Because that's very like natural. I guess there, you know what there I mean? still is a what if like for me like if I don't get into Chingwa and I'm like, dang, what if I would have just went through with the Hong Kong one? Yeah. And in, in one way, I feel like I would have. I don't know. Like honestly, like I no matter know. what you do in life, like if there are two different options that you can take, there's always going to be a level of regret because here's obviously the sure route or the surest route i should say there's a surest route and then like the not so sure route and the more risky route no matter which one you take you're going to have doubts and to some extent a level of regret because let's say you go with the surest route you're like well i really wanted to do the other thing but it just like wasn't so sure i don't know how that would have panned out what if i would have done that i could have you know been successful in it or i could have failed in it you know what i mean whereas like if you were taking the risky route and that didn't pan out you're like well Man, if I if only I would have taken the other route, I know at least where I would be. But you also have to look at quality of life. You would, if you went that route, you would think to yourself in the back of your head, or at least most people, um, they would think, "Man, I don't know if I made the right decision, or I really wish I could at least like try that risky route and failed. At least that way, I would have known for sure that's not the route I should have taken." So sometimes, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to say some. Well, I'm going to say sometimes because I want to be responsible with my words. <laughs> um, Generally speaking, and sometimes taking the riskiest route is like best only because you'll the riskiest route is always what you really want to do in life, you know what I mean? And if you don't go down it, then you won't know if that Mm -hmm. was for you or not. Whereas if you just like take the cozy comfort or you know, the cozy comfort route all the time, it's you would live a life full of regret. Man, what if I would have made that decision? What if I would have dated that girl? What if I would have went to that school? What if I would have moved to that city? my life would be completely different. Like I'm satisfied with where I am now. The satisfied is always like, is a key word or I'm miserable. You're either miserable or you're satisfied. You're, you're complacent. You're not really happy. Generally speaking, because you didn't tr- exhaust all options. And sometimes you just have to fail in the risky option to say, okay, well, this is not meant for me. And then you go to the other one and say, well, at least I tried it. So I can appreciate this more as opposed to not appreciating it. Because essentially you'll be taking either way for granted. So sometimes just going the risky route and failing or succeeding is the best way to go. I would like to say all the time, but there are some things that you just don't want to risk. Like if somebody's at a party and like, you know, there's a girl you see and you're like, oh, she is, man, she, she, she's, 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 she's snowing, she's snorting angel dust. You know, <laughs> one time's not going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Like that's a real big risk right there. And I'm not telling anybody to take that. No. You know what I mean? So responsibly speaking, sometimes, 
or majority of the time, uh, morally and moral and ethic risks, moral and ethic things that are just not <clears throat> stupid. <laughs> Those risks are the best, are the risks that she should just like just dive in fully. Because I mean, I look at my life, just talk about a risk that I was like, um, uh, I've lost my train of thought. A risk that I was faced with some years ago. Um, I was not accepted into the music school that I want to go to, wanted to go to in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? But one thing that is true about um, the music industry and any entertainment industry is it's not necessarily an educational thing. I mean, obviously you need education. Like you don't need to go to college or school for it specifically. You know what I mean? Because you can learn everything. Like I can only speak with music. You can learn everything or most of everything music wise through trial and error through experience and also just like one line, you know what I mean? Like the database that we have on the internet is just too vast for you not to be able to learn stuff mm-hmm. to like get your foot in the door. But it's really all about connection and the amount of work that you put in. So at one point in time, I was really considering just, I had a couple thousand dollars in my bank account. This is like right when I started college. So, cause you know, like the tuition reimbursements or the tuition refunds that a lot of students get. Um, that's what I had. And I really considered just packing up. I was in a car that I knew would not make it to California, um, but I was going to risk it anyways. Um, I just really considered just like moving to California and just like really trying my hand and just seeing where that would take me. Now, obviously no success was going to happen like fast. You know what I mean? There would have been like struggle, whatever. Sometimes I really wish I would have went that route because five to six years later, who knows where I would be now? I'm not saying I would be, you know, the, the top 40 artists because I would not want to, I would not care to be the top 40. Well, I would in terms of success and not fucking sleeping in a van or <laughs> being in a van all the time. But um, I would, I feel like I would be happier with life now if like I made that leap because I look at a friend of mine who went to Georgia or an old friend of mine who went to Georgia with only like five or $600 in his bank account. Um, he ended up finding a level of happiness there. He ended through going to the military for sure. Um, and then like finding a girl there that he ended up marrying and whatnot, which is cool. Sometimes you really just have to take the biggest leaps to see what life has to offer. Um, and now I'm just like regretting everything. I was in a relationship for nearly three years that I shouldn't have had no business being in, um, that really prohibited my growth as a musician and just like with music in general. And it's like, that was a huge risk. Like dating a mom with two kids. Like I'm not against it. Like that, the act of dating a mom with two kids was not difficult by no means. It was the person I chose to be with. Her character made it difficult. Um, and yeah, man, sometimes, well, not sometimes, life is full of risks. You just have to figure out which one you're going to take and just go with it. Now, speaking of risk, I also, I mean, this is not like the same level of risk, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, it, it kind of has the same type of ordeals of it. I officially am an investor. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Not, I wanted not to be really, investing. I, I didn't. I didn't put that much money, but you know, I, I put in like a hundred and something dollars. That's not bad. Investment. And I, I so, actually um, set up in a checking account, like an investment checking account, like where I'll put my money into that checking account. Like I'll load up some money. Like I can put even like for like a hundred dollars or whatever, um, mm-hmm. or a hundred fifty, and then it would just like diversify that upon different stocks that you know I may have interest in. Um, mm-hmm. So I literally put my foot in the door. It's just. Like you said, it's a risk. I'm like, man, a hundred dollars, I could buy a new DI box uh, for mm-hmm. recording guitars. You know what I mean? Um, so I just like sometimes I have to just bite the bullet because 
that's passive income. That's something that not like a lot of people are aware of. And if we're being completely honest, I feel like every podcast we make, we bring race into it, but I can genuinely, I can honestly and genuinely say within the black community, we're not really taught how to invest or be financially literate whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and investing, a lot of people look at that or a lot of black people I can speak on only um, think that investment is like a waste of time simply because your that money's not guaranteed you know what i mean whereas that is true however if you end up having a level of success within the stock market and investing that's passive income that's money that you can literally keep growing um until you don't want it to grow anymore until you want to take it out um Mm -hmm. because that's i feel like that's one of the hard things about the stock market because people it seems like i'm not i'm not an expert but it just seems like uh people are sometimes quick to like remove like Mm -hmm. they they wouldn't do it long term like they were saying, like, because I re- I read some little small book about stock, the stocks market and stuff. I mean, it wasn't like a good book. Like it was like one of those little, like, you know, read on the toilet type stuff about the stock market. Yeah. But he was saying that like Warren Buffett, like one of the way- reasons he became like so rich was he put some stock in Coca Cola in like 1988, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, you know, back then Coca Cola was successful and stuff. Like you know, people knew Coca Cola. But it's like, at the same time, how many people do you know had stocks in Coca-Cola since 1988? And right. you say, like, a lot of people take stuff out of certain stocks and doesn't don't let it, like, keep growing. Rather mm-hmm. it be, like, a fear. Rather it be, like, you know, the stock dipped a little bit and you're like, oh, crap, the stock's dipping. Let me pull out all my money now before, yeah. like, you know, before I start making, like, lose all the money I put in or something. But I guess what they were saying was that sometimes – you just have to ride the wave and let it just keep growing. Like, of course, this is not for everything. So I'm not saying I'm like some stock expert. Yeah. But I just think for some stuff, you just have to kind of ride the wave and like hope if you truly trust that company that it's going to like, you know, stick it through that like rough period, then, you know, it'll, it'll be worth for you because, you know, it, like you said, it'll just, it's that passive uh, income where it, it just keeps uh, getting better and better and better. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people, like, one thing I can say, I'm definitely not a finance major. I'm not a finance guru or anything of the sort. One thing I have learned, I try to get give myself some level of education, is that you do need a lot of or different sources of income. If you go off of, mm-hmm. like, your job only, you're not going to get anywhere in life. You're really just going to end up, unless your job pays you, like, $100,000 in a year, $100,000 a year, like, that's your salary, or $100,000 a year. Uh, mind you, when I was a car dealer or a car salesman, I had a customer whose salary was $192,000 a year with their one job. And then they Dang. also was like into real estate and that brought them in actually like 10K a month or what have you. Jeez. So let me just hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back to what I was saying. 10K times 12, 120000 plus $192,000. They were bringing home three hundred. $12,000 a year, approximately. No wonder they bought that expensive vehicle. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, so if you only go off of, like, your job income, that's not going to provide you anything, like, whatsoever. Um, well, I mean, it will. It'll just take care of everything. It won't give you any wealth. And then on top of that, you have to have a passive source of income because a lot of people mix up multiple sources of income with ex- exhausting all of your time on different avenues for money. And while you will have to exhaust some of your time 
to those different sources, you don't always have to. Like if that's a source of income that the viewers don't know what that is, it's simply a source of income where you don't have to put much time or effort into it. You just start it, check in on it, and you just like, you know, take care of it how it's, you know, what you're, how you're supposed to. You don't have to spend much time on it. Like it's not like a nine to five. It's not like a 40 hour a week thing. It's like something every couple of weeks or once a week check in or once a month check in, whatever frequency you choose. And I love to choose. Um, and the stock market is really a great source of income for that reason, because it can actually amplify how much you have a month or even a year or what have you. And it can just grow with time if the stock is successful. <laughs> well, one thing I find, and this is kind of like a nice little segue, is that um, people tend to have such high expectations with everything they do especially like if they're like new at it, like with investing, for True. example, I'm glad that you're more so um, just like, you're just going to ride the wave, see where it's going to go. And then, you know, just educate yourself a little bit more. Whereas some people, they invest in stocks and they automatically think, oh yeah, in a year, I'm going to have like 10K or whatever. They even talked about that doing in the this. book. I think they said like 60% of people get out of the stock market within like six months. Yeah, because it's not a fast, it's not as fast as everybody would want it to have frozen blueberries. It's not as fast as everybody would want it to be. Um, however, having that high expectation starting out is really just going to ruin your mood. Honestly, it's going to make yeah, you like even today. Like, I mean, I only put in, I think altogether, I put in $180 and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> within those two days, I already lost 12 of those dollars. I'm like, Oh, I should have done this. I'm already losing money. <laughs> I put in $180. I, I'm at down 100 and like 70 or whatever. But it's like, you know, at least because I'm not trying to do the day trading. So I have to like, get, mm-hmm. for me, I have to like get out of that mindset and just be like, you know, it could go down today. It could go up tomorrow. But your main hope or my main hope is that in three years, I'll have like, you know, so how much money? Four years, I have so much money, whatever. And hopefully year by year it'll be going up it doesn't yeah. i shouldn't care rather it's going up week by week because i'm not like yeah. you know i'm not that into the stock market as like some people are who are like doing like day trading like they're looking at every single kind of pinpoint kind of thing that's happening but i'm trying i'm like doing like a real real long-term type of investment type stuff right and having like those high expectations start now yeah it, it, like it really um, this is leading into um this yeah literally this leads into like the topic that we've been wanting to talk about for weeks on the podcast. It can lead to people having a depression. It's not just with the stock market. It's with life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, to the viewers, I feel like I'm like a co-host by this point, but I'm not. Because like I'm always speaking to the viewers directly. Um, to the viewers, Jabari and I wanted to talk about, I just noticed we did not even... introduce myself i'm blake everybody or deontay whatever you want to call me either of the two <laughs> um but jabari and i we've been wanting to talk about the i guess like i don't want to say the rate of depression just like the amount of depression quote unquote depression that everybody's experiencing these days and not just these days as far as like this period of time it's just like within this generation or what have you um is that what we wanted to talk about right basically yeah it's like because i I noticed that a lot of people, like just in general, like you, maybe other people might hear, like notice this too, just 
in general, people, whether it's on the internet, rather it's in memes, rather it's in like what type of jokes people tell, rather it's just in general, like what people say, tell you, like just out front, that people will say like they're depressed. And it's like almost like a carried out inside joke within, it seems mm-hmm. like our age group that, you know, we're all depressed, da, 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 da. And the thing that, like, reason why I kind of brought it up that one week or whatever was because it seems like a lot of the people, I'm not going to say every, but a lot of the people I know who say that they're depressed, when I ask them, oh, like, what what type, what do you, what do you do? Kind of thing. They'll just say like, oh, I watch TikTok. Like, is it like, you, okay, like, they make sense why you're depressed or whatever, because you're not really doing anything. Like, you're just kind of like living your life just to be alive. It's like, there's more that you can yeah. do than that. Like, even if you're, you're like, oh, I work at McDonald's or whatever. I don't have that much money. Like, there are things you can do without much money. Like, for example, eat, like just going on a walk. Like, you could just, that could be your thing. Like, every week, every Friday, you go on a walk. Or every Saturday, you try to, uh, you go biking or something. Like, there's more to things than just sticking on the internet. Like, you don't even have to, like, for example, like, some people will look at other people on the internet, who ironically, a lot of times, are just as depressed as them, but still, they'll look on the internet and see people living out their lives, doing so much fun stuff, oh, wow, Kimberly, whatever, went all the way down to uh, Hong Kong, or went to India yesterday, and da-da-da-da-da, they're having so much fun, while I'm just sitting here. It's like, that is, that's a backwards, and very, like, yeah, that's like, a torturous way of thinking like trying to compare your life to someone else's because you don't know what's going on in there the reason there's always a reason why someone posts stuff like that like where they're like oh look at me i'm 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 in india right now oh now i'm in hong kong oh now i'm in this blah 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 blah. like you know trying to like showing each step of their life that what they're doing that day Mm -hmm. and trying like showing it off and it's like there's a reason usually for that and it could be they're just as empty as you so it's like you you have to do something with yourself. You can't compare to others. Like, you can't yeah. be like, dang. Like, if I say, like, let's just say you went on a, ho- uh, a hike. I can't look at your hike and be like, dang, Deontay went on a hike and I'm just stuck in the house. Dang, my life yeah, I went sucks. on a hike and it only lasted 20 minutes. That's <laughs> like, you, you can't do that. You can't, like, compare. And then, also, yeah, and like, oh, it's like, it's two sided. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm no. sorry. Um, it's two sided because it's like, mm, I'm sorry. No, kill me in prison, blueberry. Oh so, um, so it's decided because there are people that. So what we're saying and what I believe Jabari is saying, but I'm gonna clearly state for myself and what I believe Jabari is saying, is that we're not ridiculing anybody for having depression or even like using the internet or what have you as an escape. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you need that escape from like what you're going through or what you're not feeling. What I mean by not feeling is just you know the emptiness that you're feeling or what have you. Um, however, there is a there's a point. There has to be a point. I would say there is going to be, but not everybody sees the point. But there has to be a point where you have to like literally just like look your look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can't keep hiding. I need to like find something that I enjoy. I need to find myself. I need to literally just literally have enjoyed life or enjoy life more than I am now. Because, you know, we're not saying if you go outside and take a walk or if you go outside and like even if you're doing like your day to day hobbies that you actually actually love. You know what I mean? We're not saying that's going to cure your depression. It has, a, there's a lot higher likelihood that you're not going to feel as depressed or as empty as much as you do. But then again, like there are some people that like are literally hit heavy with depression. And, you know, of course, like everybody knows it's like a chemical imbalance in your brain and what have you, that it's 
actually hard to for you to not be depressed even if you're doing the stuff that you enjoy i mean look at celebrities who legit have it all have all the money have all the fame um they can go wherever they want they can take their families on these elaborate trips or what have you and they're still depressed and some even kill themselves whether it be like you know robin williams chester bennington a plethora of people um conspiracy theory um is kurt cobain i'm not going to go into that conspiracy theory but you know it's different people that you know are celebrities that literally have what you want and they still are not happy they're still depressed and some even like kill themselves um as morbid as that may seem but it's it's you know it's real and i'm sorry how to take a blueberry break however with a lot of young people what i've seen not saying this is a case in point it's just what i observed i'm in no way a behavior analyst um no way um uh i'm sorry psychologist or anything um i, I i've been drawing blanks all day I'm no any of that. So I'm literally feigning ignorance when I'm speaking like this. But what I have seen is what Jabari has said, because we talked about this privately before coming on a podcast with it, to make sure that we had compatible ideas and viewpoints, is that a lot of people in our age group, I would say from 15, 14, 15, that's not in our age group, but literally like from like 14 to 15 up to like late 20s and sometimes even early 30s, um, there's a sense of looking at those around you are looking at the celebrities that you look up to or that you know you like or what have you or that you choose to follow or just looking at people in your life that you may have used to like used to go to school with and then you're looking at the choices that they made that allows them to go on these elaborate trips or allows them to have like these things or what have you um if you're focusing on that only and then comparing yourself saying i don't have that like they're doing this and i live in a park like you know betty bought a two-bedroom house with her husband i'm alone and i'm in an apartment um susie has like this job that pays for like 70k um she has a degree and all this stuff and i am working at food line now if your life doesn't allow you to have an education to get a degree and like to get a higher job then obviously you're going to naturally feel sad about that if you only focus on that however you have to take a stand and say this can't only be what I can do in life. You know what I mean? I'm not bound by my guardians like my parents, you know, money. I can still get an education to some degree. I can educate myself and put my foot in the door somewhere with like networking or just like talk go talk around to people, go around. You're not going to have success overnight. You're not going to have uh well, success is the word. You're not going to have success overnight and it's not going to come easy. Um there are some people who literally don't find success in what they want for 10 plus years. like at all um some of the people i look up to they moved to california and slept in their car for months on end sleeping on different people's couches um with no money really just trying to make what they wanted in life to come true um and if they would have consciously looked at everybody else and beat themselves up about it they would not have become successful i know there's this one musician i look up to he went from eating homemade quote unquote homemade pizzas from on like Ritz crackers with cheese and what not to now literally being a drummer a very successful drummer and a very successful band who can also play with different bands and he even was featured on a song with um Corey Taylor from Slipknot like you just really have to put in the work it's not about what you don't have it's about your work work ethic and what you're willing to do to change your situation and not a lot of not a lot of people do that because i can't honestly say If you talk to anybody, they will not not everybody can tell you what they love. That that is they something that they can't tell you what calms them down. They can't tell you what it's relaxes them. It's interesting that so many people but 
there there is I don't like again because I don't know everyone but for some of the people I talk to there is a large group of people who can't even say like if they have a hobby like they they honestly don't right. know like what they actually find in or interesting just in general like they can't say like anything say you you can easily say like oh you you like music you like making music you like listening to metal you like da 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 some people can't even like really comprehend like what their interests are and then yeah it, and not even that they oh, I'm sorry you can finish they, I don't they, want to say uh, the last thing I was just going to say they not only do they not know but they're kind of almost opposed to trying out different things yep that's actually what I was about to say and hmm. Frozen blueberries are so good. What um, is wrong? They're so opposed to trying out things <laughs> out, of, out of fear of failure. And not just a fear, well, I guess technically it is kind of failure, but also a fear of not having the quality of what they want it to be. Um, that's, I'm not going to, this sounds so terrible and so a holeish of me. And I'm not an a hole, I promise. Um, I'm just being honest. It's the truth. Um, it's people's fault for having such high expectations right off the bat. I mean, not everybody's a prodigy. That is the thing. I, I want love to, that you brought that I want up. to create, I literally want to write symphonies. I'm not going to lie. I, I love classical music now more than I ever have. Um, and honestly, sometimes I find myself listening to classical music more than I listen to metal, which is ridiculous. Um, however, I'm not Mozart. I am not going to write a beautiful symphony at the age of eight years old. I'm not going to write a beautiful symphony my first time writing it. I'm not. I'm just not, I'm gonna have to like work my way up to it. Am I gonna let that stop me? No, literally I have a process every morning um, or even every night or anytime I get a chance throughout the day or make a chance throughout the day, I legit Google what I want to know or what I want to learn music wise. If I wanna like write choral music now, I'm really getting into choral music, whether it be like Gregorian chants or literally just like, like you know, Agnes D or Agnes Day from Samuel Barber. Um, which is also kind of like in conjunction with like his adagio for strings. I literally want to know how to write choral music and how it works. So I literally Google how to write choral music. I take notes on it and then I just practice it. And then I revisit it and I play it. It sounds like shit. And then I just like go back and I just like keep doing it. You have to expect failure because you're not going to be perfect at everything. I'm naturally inclined with music, but is everything I make good? No. Is everything I make good starting out? Heck no. Like. I was listening to an interview before from one of my favorite musicians. I can't even remember who it was at this point. Um, Jake Pitts, one of the guitarists from Blackpool Brides. I think it was him. He said, you have to write out, you literally have to write so many shitty songs, part of my French, before you can write a really good song. You literally have to let out all that crap before you can release the good. You have to go through the process of knowing what is crap and why it's crap to fix that to know why this is a good song or why these are good lyrics or why this is a good photograph or why whatever yeah, whatever and it was... comes with experience and knowledge and if you're afraid to start it out of because you're like oh it's not i don't have you know a camera i don't have the camera that this guy has you're not going to you don't have a you don't have a job so you're not going to be able to afford a four to five thousand dollar camera your parents don't support your hobby so they're not going to pour four to five thousand dollars into you doing it because you may have this mm -hmm. passion to try it but who's to say that you're going to love it you know what i mean who's to say that you're going to follow through with it so nobody wants to make a bad investment which kind of goes back to what you were saying with investing. Nobody wants to put in $4,000 into a stock and then to see $3,000, the, the stock drops and then you lose three grand. You don't want to see that. You want to see, okay, I'm going to put $100 into it. I want to see how this grows. And then at that point, I'll put more into it. It's the same thing with any hobby that you want to 
start or anything that you want to create or anything that you want to begin to see if that's what you like to have a hobby making sure yeah, something that I want to invest that my investment, time in now uh, because I, I have like thousands like of dollars of equipment like, into that it room came, it went with, yeah. I forgot what that singer you were talking about where he was saying like uh, basically how much time he spent making trash songs just to make that good song because I was watching oh guitars but I was well, the guitarist. A but, local yeah. design book. I, I don't know. I'm, I have a bunch of books in this list of like, like literally, I have like two hundred books that I just downloaded just to like read through. Rather it be about like mm-hmm. actual like college stuff, like grad school type th- lessons, or just random stuff that I think would be interesting, like for the mm-hmm. future. But I was looking at a local design book, and one thing that was in the mm-hmm. book, I don't know who said it, but this one person said that sometimes you, you'll look at like this logo and he'll say like yeah I made this in like four seconds and you'll think oh he made it in four seconds I can make it but what you don't realize is that he went yep. what took him four seconds took him 40 years to learn how to do to learn how to do those four that four second logo so mm-hmm. that's what people sometimes don't like understand that a lot of the stuff like all these people regardless like how famous or how simple their thing looks or whatever there was so much time spent learning how to do that but you don't see that yep yeah or even even yeah, you just like, see what they want mozart, you to see literally like mozart and he was with, probably with, i don't know the history of mozart but i'm guessing he's he's been practicing probably daily on that piano every day for eight years i think it was mozart they, it was other Mozart or Beethoven. Young, young Mo- no, they were eight years composers. old who created a beautiful... Yeah, they were prodigies. Yeah, I mean, they were both young composers, but one of them was like a prodigy where he wrote a beautiful yep, symphony and I bet at you eight years old. And it made all the other composers They had them training like, constantly. There's no way that it just happened like, oh, we birthed yeah. Beethoven and we just placed him in the piano. He just... Like, no. I don't know about that. I do not well, know Well, some people that, do have a natural gift. I'm not going to lie. I mean, well, they obviously have to have like some sort of like foundation. Because what I um, noticed is a lot of these, but it's like where it's it, like you know they kind of market it in a way like these prodigies were just born okay. with this talent. But a lot of the time, either one, their parents mm-hmm. were in that type of like realm, like for let's just say uh, some super mm-hmm. genius computer science person. His two parents were electrical engineers or something. Like, it's something mm-hmm. like that. Like, where th- his parents were already in engineering, so they were, like, instilling those kind of habits in them automatically. Or... Yeah, well, let me say, I'm not saying they're coming out of the womb being amazing. Yeah, but I'm, that's what there I'm saying. There is These obviously some sort of foundation, foundation, you know what I mean? Like, um, starting out. And that's why they became prodigies. Not because they had, like, the prodigy gene or their parents were just, like... They both were composers and just, be, be, you know, they because you, you both are composers, now your son's a composer. No, they instilled those skills in them early, throughout years. Like, you never hear about a two-year-old prodigy. It's always like, oh, they're around that eight-year-old age, which is about how long it takes to become good at something, about eight years. I don't know. Some Asians I, yeah, are really good at the violin. You know that stereotype old. about I've seen where it. they have them freaking practicing all day. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it takes practice. It takes that that motivation and that practice and that uh, habit of just yeah. working hard each time. Because that is just how it works. Like you see, like all mm-hmm. these people who are like super rich and successful, 
and then you they you know they kind of brag about like they pose in front of their bookcase and you see like freaking 400 books on that bookcase he's like oh yes my favorite from my uh, uh the author blah, blah 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 talking about economics yeah i really found his thing interesting and it's like yeah these people are constantly reading they're constantly like learning new things and that's why they end up becoming like the greats because they're just spending that time like some people you know they just like i can see someone naturally liking something more so it's easier for them to study like let's say you with music like you like music and you you just not you might naturally like writing music more and say me if i was trying to write some song it probably take forever like i'm mm-hmm. like oh my god now i have to figure out how to do this figure out how to do this so i'm like you know s- spend less time than you would you probably like that part of it and I've, i'm just sitting there like oh i hate it yeah it's like legit that's honest because my sister the perfect example is my, like my two baby sisters i don't know why i call one of my baby sisters when she's only three years younger than me but it's my two sisters they are both into music right i've been studying music for like years and years and years in different facets i was recently more recently i've studied just straight classical composition before i studied songwriting before i studied um playing guitar and for a little bit i studied drums so like i studied different aspects of music just to help me become like a well-rounded musician and having that knowledge so my sisters they were writing a song and they were stuck i asked them to show me their paper so i can see the lyrics and i legit finished the song within five minutes because it just like comes easy to me. Is that always the case in point? No, I had them, I even did a contest with them. I told them to like start out, we all had like the same topic, right? And I told them to start writing a song. I went away for 15 minutes and I came back and I finished mine before they finished theirs because it's just like easy to me. Like they wanted to give up. I'm like, no, you guys don't really know how much time I've put into this. I have, I can actually, if we, if we were on a video podcast, I could actually show you. I have at least minimum four to five notebooks fully notated with music theory fully notated with like music uh lessons or anything how to play certain things on, on the guitar i have certain scales and that's the, the part guitar. that people certain, don't uh, really like they don't realize that the these guitar. people who are really good at their craft they don't want to they're yeah. spending all that time learning how to be good at their craft it's not like they were just good from the start they might let's just say they were naturally better from the start it, that naturally better wasn't that much of a difference where they didn't need to study. They still had to do all this work to like make up for not knowing. Yeah, and that's a hundred percent honest. And am I saying that if you put all this time and effort, or if you uh, find what you like, are you going to be depressed? Are are you going to stop being depressed? I'm not saying that by any means. However, I am saying that it is going to give you some sort of an enjoyment. I love going by the water. One time if I can tell the viewers honestly. Um, some of the times where Jabari and I could have made this podcast, I was just literally walking alongside the water or I was by the water composing and I just did not want to stop. And I did not care to even record the uh, uh, podcast because I was taking like that self-care. I was like literally just like being one with myself and learning who I am and just like having that peace because your days can be like so hectic. You can be like in your mind all day long and then at nighttime you're constantly in your mind you have to have one, you literally have to make moments to enjoy life. Do something that you love to just kind of get you out of that little funk. Um, I went to therapy years ago when I was in, when we were in high school, I think it was my, our junior year. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were in Mr. McGee's class in junior year, right? Yeah, so I went to therapy in junior year. And one thing my therapist told me is, you can feel sad, you can feel anxious, you can feel all these, you can feel depressed, you can feel all these emotions. But if you constantly allow yourself to feel that, that's all you're gonna feel. If you have to allow yourself to say, okay, this is an example, I'm not saying by any means, this is what I, I mean, this is what I do now. I literally give myself, let's say the example is like 15 minutes. I give myself the 15 minutes to feel whatever I'm feeling and to beat myself up. And then after that 15 minutes is up, I need to just do whatever I can to occupy my mind in my day, whether that's like go for a drive to like go to the store, go grocery shopping, whether it's like to go work out. If my work, my workouts can take anywhere between one to two hours. If it's like to go play music, I just do whatever I can. If I'm running errands for other people, if I'm bored and I'm like, if I stay at home, my mind is just going to drive me crazy because I really don't like being inside my mind. I'll just call my mom, look, can I come cut your grass? You don't even have to pay me. I just, you know, just want to come cut your grass. It's on my mind. And I'll, you just have to fill your time up with that. Is 15 minutes going to be perfect for everybody? No. Sometimes it's not even good enough for me. Um, sometimes I need an hour or I need two hours. Um, the, what I don't do is I try not to allow myself to think about too much at nighttime because you're going to stay up mm -hmm. all night beating yourself about, up about different things or just wallowing in your sorrow. Or have you have to actually educate yourself on how to get better and how to do the self-care and it's a very daunting um journey it it really is but it's definitely worth it at the end of the day because you're not constantly mm -hmm. you're not constantly feeling bad are you going to be 100 better probably not probably so some people they are some people they they don't have depression they're just mm -hmm. going through a depression so i feel like the that's main a thing, big oh, difference sorry 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 it really is cool, cool. like let's say you don't get yeah, yeah. yeah let's say you don't get into xinhua right um you're probably going to be in a depression because you're not mm. going to be able to go to grad school when you anticipated and you made this, you know, huge risk and you weren't able to, you know, it didn't come to fruition how you wanted to, wanted it to. Are you going to be, are you going to be depressed or have depression at that point? No, probably not. But are you going to be going through a depression because of that mm -hmm. decision and that outcome? Hell yeah. Or heck yeah. Um, but you're just gonna like give yourself some time to deal with it and you know to like wallow in it and then you're gonna say all right well this is what i have to do moving forward to get to whatever point i need to go there's a huge difference between being depressed and just going through a depression like one is for a season the other so for it seems like a long like, ass time we, all year long we're all like um, basically just saying it over and over again is that what people who feel like they are depressed or they're feeling like you know they're they're unworthy or like when they look to at someone else and they see like they keep comparing themselves to other or whatever it seems like what we keep saying is that you have to mm -hmm. just like anything i guess you have to work on that depression to try to change it because i guess maybe what you seem like you, yeah because if you're not like or alleviate it to, to some degree make it better then it's not going to get better because like you know i've been depressed I, I i've been through like you know i've been depressed many times before and you know now i'm not but i'm not going to say like you know, oh, it just, you know, I just kind of stopped being depressed. You know, I actually had to really, like, work on it in a way. Like, constantly trying to do new things, constantly trying to, like, you know, look at life a new way and stuff like that to finally, like, feel mm -hmm. at least where I am now, where I don't feel like I'm depressed. I mean, I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm on top of the world smiling every day. But, you know, I, I, at least I could say compared to <laughs> Some of the times I was before, I'm nothing like that. And it was, I feel like for me personally, because I don't want to like, yeah. 
you know, 10 years from now, people are like, oh, how dare you? You don't know what, what depression is about. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm just saying, for me, personally, the way that worked for me, so if someone is similar in my standpoint, what worked for me was when I try. I, this brings back something we brought up before, where we being self-aware, like we're all self-aware that, oh, I'm comparing myself to people. Oh, I don't like the way, you know, I, I don't like how I look or I don't like how people, you know, talk about or blah, 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 blah. And I had to work on it. Like, there, for example, I used to have, people might not believe it, but I used to have super social anxiety, especially like during my, you know. <laughs> I believe it. I definitely believe it. <laughs> I had I've known you since fifth grade. I, I believe it. It was my sophomore year where it finally got to the point of like, where I finally was like, I need to work on this. Because my sophomore year is when I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of friends. And some of them was because of me. Some of them, some of them was because of kept the Trump hands. presidency. And some of them was because, you know, just, you know, we, you just kind of move on kind of thing. And so I was alone a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. for, or most of my sophomore year. Like, I don't, I didn't, after, after Trump became elected, so that November to May, I basically was talking to no one on campus. Like, I would just go back to my dorm. There was no one I talked to. Oh, this is, gotcha, okay. I don't know why I was thinking of high school. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I, talking about I had social anxiety Makes back then, too. But, but, but the, Trump was not elected when we were in college. I mean, high school. Okay, okay. <laughs> But yeah, I know you did that. I know you did that. So it was from basically from November all the way to May. I had no friends. Well, you could say from November all the way to mm-hmm. August because I took summer classes. Well, I took some extra classes for the summer. Not summer class. Like, I didn't retake a class. I was just taking extra classes in the summer. But so I had, I was basically talking to no one all the way to yeah. August. From November to August. So over the full year, just not talking to people. And that whole time, like, after that, when I was, like, realizing things were getting bad like where I was like dang I have no friends I have like I'm not talking to anyone I'm bored I'm sad I'm this and this and that that was when I finally started trying to work on it like I would even like you know corny stuff like I would look up videos look up like stuff online like oh how do I you know how how do I do this how do I you know talk to people easier how do I blah 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 yeah so I, I would that's how I learned like, how to talk to girls I was embarrassed to do it because you know you're embarrassed to like kind of look at your own faults and be like dang I need help and like oh I need to like they would be like oh just try to like yeah. you know smile some more and it's like you think you look at it it's like oh that's corny like I don't want to like I'll look like a loser like smiling but it's like certain stuff like that it, you have to like try out a bunch of stuff to try to help it and it turned out some of that stuff actually helped to the point where I became, you know, a more confident, more happy, you know, kind of person. Like I would go, I went to like a bunch of concerts and stuff. Not like concert concerts, but like orchestra concerts. I went to like plays and stuff. That's when I started doing that. That next year I started yeah. going to the Chinese, whatever. And that like, you know, that just doing that changed my whole like future outlook kind of thing. Cause now I want to go to China for grad school and stuff. But like all that stuff, like all happened. And I yeah. kind of put it because I wanted to kind of change who I was. I wanted to change like those faults. So that's what people, I feel like they need to actually actively yeah. want to change, actually want to, and actually attempt to change themselves. 
because some people will just go like, dang, I'm not like uh, my, I'm not like my yeah. friend who went to England for the holiday or whatever. Man, I wish I was them. And then they just sit and just do nothing. And then just like, you have to try to do something. Like maybe you can't go to England, but maybe you can uh, start researching where you can go, fun places you can go to. And then one day, maybe you can go to England. Like it does, everything doesn't yeah. happen. I, it goes back to that investment thing. Everything will not happen immediately. People have, like what you said, people have that expectation that things will happen really quick. And it, it's usually not like that. Most of the time, it takes forever. And honestly, if you, if you have, it sucks to say, because I feel like people would think I'm dissing them, but I'm not. If you have a hobby, you will actually learn that. And what I mean by that is, um, music and working out has shown me that things are not going to come easy and that things are definitely not going to come fast. You may see some improvement faster than most, but you're not going to be completely happy with where you are extremely fast by any means. With music, I am not even close to where I want to be right now, but I'm just going to keep going. And honestly, when I look at different guitars still online, sometimes I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. And certain things make me want to quit, at least yeah it makes me want to quit because i'm like man they're younger than me and they're doing better than me but they put more time in than i did um did i put all my time in practicing music no i put a lot of my time in practicing music i put a lot of my time in learning how to write music uh learning music theory things like that so i divvied up my time so obviously i'm not going to be where i want to be right now um but i know i'm going to get there just with the right amount of work and you know in due time and that's something that not a lot of people understand or even want to understand because they see let's just use a rapper for example like or just their music artist their favorite music artist now like the new hottest artist who nobody's heard of before right he comes out of nowhere and then he ends up being like the next big thing like you did not see yeah, what he was going even, through like, before some of these he, rappers like, just came to the where they sound like you know they're I mean? just like they're saying you didn't nothing. know how long they were hustling like, oh, good game, good game, good game, whatever it's like even something as simple as that that dude was probably rapping for ages like there's no way I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about, I forgot what his name, Who, who's the guy named Gucci Gang? You know that guy? With the little pump. I don't know his history, but I'm just guessing for myself that he's probably been rapping way earlier than when he finally, like, became super popular. Even, what's his name? Uh, Rest in Peace, uh, whatever yeah. his name is. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Juice World. He, he's, like, just doing these freestyles. And it's just, like, it seems like it's just so easy to do. He's just, no, 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 no. But that dude's it's but insane. That guy's you know, that's a, that's a tangent I don't need to be on. Like eight or something. Like, you know, in like, uh, lunchroom tables and stuff, doing those beats. Yeah. And he's probably just been... Just perfecting his craft. Because, like, I, that's probably why they freestyle so easily. Because they've been doing it for so long. And it's just like, you know, you can just kind of think up something and just make it rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just something... In life, you just really have to find something and just stick with it. And you keep... That's why I do agree with parents when they ask, like when their kids ask them, if, like, hey, can you buy me a guitar for Christmas? Yeah, I'm going to go to Walmart and get you that little $75 guitar that they have that comes with an amp and like a, some guitar picks or whatever, just to make sure that you actually follow through with it. Because you may think this is what you want to do, but it's not. Because you do that and then you figure out that it's really production that you have more of an inclination to. And you do that and you're like, well, I don't necessarily like, you know, music production, but um, I do like the behind the scenes as far as like music videos and stuff. Like you have to constantly go through so many things. Honestly, I hate to say it, Jabari. And I hate to say it to the viewers. So you guys, I'm going to sincerely apologize to you. 
uh, for it. And I don't mean any uh, disrespect, but it's just honest. That is the problem. A lot of people nowadays are just too sensitive. Have to like tiptoe around. That's what it comes down to, also. And like kind of double back and say, like, okay, this is not what we're trying to say when we're saying this. Yeah. Or da 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 da. Because you know people are going to say something. Even when we say like about the depression thing, where we're saying like we're not talking about like that we know every single thing for depression. Like this is the cure. Or like, oh, the people who are depressed because like abuse or something. Oh, you just gotta work on it. Like, no, we're not saying that. We're saying like they know what we mean. There's a way to yeah, pretty much like exactly. We're not saying that we know the end all be all. I go through great lengths, and so does Jabari, to preface everything I say with I'm feigning ignorance because I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional in this field, I'm not a professional in this field, although I'm highly educated in music. I'm not even a professional then, because I could be wrong. It can't it probably isn't Mozart that I'm thinking. I think it is. Um, it's probably Beethoven, or it could be like Vivaldi, or you know, it can be any of the composers that I listen to. I listen to so many that although I just chose three mainstream ones. I'm just gonna throw in Shostakovich just because not many people know about uh, him. Dmitry Shostakovich. So <laughs> um, it can be any of them. I'm feigning ignorance. However, I just know that in order to increase the likelihood of you feeling less depressed or having some sort of enjoyment, there are things that you can do. If you're religious, put all of your trust in God or whatever deity that you believe in, whether it's Allah, Buddha, whoever, Zeus, whatever paganism. Whatever you believe in, you have to put literally 100% of your trust and your faith and belief into that deity and entity. However, just because you do that, that does not mean that you just have to wait for them to bless you. You literally have to, and this is coming from an atheist, so it's probably going to sound too hard for some people to understand. Um, but you have, there are things that you can do. I'm not telling you to be that entity. I'm telling you to do your part because good things come to those who wait. Yes. But also... From what I've seen and from talking to a lot of theists is that, and the common belief throughout any theology is that your Lord or your Savior or your deity will bless you when they see that you are putting in the work also. So if you're just literally sitting on your butt, kicking yourself around constantly, that's not going to help you out like whatsoever. You know, um, in some cases, people do like get blessed through that. That's honestly amazing, but that's not going to work for everybody. Um, me personally, being that I don't believe in a God, I literally have to put all of my trust and belief into myself as hard as it is sometimes and just know that I'm going to get myself through anything. And then I still have to do my part and controlling what I can control and just going from there. Am I saying I'm not depressed? No, because I've been depressed for really. I thought about it earlier. I've been depressed for a decade. So literally 10 long ass years um, I've been depressed, but I am able to find some enjoyment in life some days. Some days are better than others. Some days are worse than others. Some parts throughout the day are terrible and then other parts are amazing. It really just, you can control what you can control and then just let whatever or whoever take the wheel for the rest. So with that being said, Jabari and I are not saying that we are giving you the cure to depression by any means. We're just telling you what we find as far, as far as patterns and what we feel are possible um, remedies to alleviate some of the disdain or some of the um, sardonic feelings or sardonic overtones that you feel go through or even are told through um, people around you saying, oh, just get over it. We're not saying get over it. We're saying control what you can control and try to do stuff to give you some enjoyment so you're not constantly feeling like that. Um, however, there are people that are way too sensitive and they're they take offense to everything and they constantly victimize themselves and sometimes you just have to look like jabari said and we talked about on a different episode 
you really just have to look in the mirror. If there's something wrong about you, you just have to fix it. Okay, so the podcast ends there. Uh, we recorded like for like almost two hours, probably more than two hours, right? Yeah, yeah, almost like way over two hours. So we have another part of the podcast coming up next week. So be ready for that. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's actually going to be a more fun sounding podcast. This is uh, the next podcast is going to be like more of a debate almost about certain things. So, you know, we're going to be off of the serious stuff for a little bit for the on the next podcast. So be prepared for that. Uh, see you then.